0: What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Good Games Live, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff every morning right here at twitch.tv slash Games at 11 a.m. Pacific time. I'm Andrea Renee, joined by Miss Brittany Brombacher. Hello. And we have two very special guests who are joining us today. Please welcome Chris Damares and Blaine Gidsem from Good Morning from Hell. Hello. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Yes, thank you for having us and for being on our show as well.
0: Yeah. Yes, so for everybody who is joining us live on Twitch, first off, welcome to the show. Hope you had a great weekend. And for everybody listening on Podcast Services and YouTube, we guested on Good Morning from Hell. The episode is currently live. I listened to it this morning. Uh, Brittany, we're pretty funny.
2: We're pretty <laughs> darn good. I was just telling Blaine during the break that... I just realized, so for those of you like, okay, what is this Good Morning from Hell? The idea in this particular episode is that Andrea and I are vying for a scholarship. We are both witches and we need to get this scholarship, you see. She's from Hogwarts and I'm from Pig Nipple Community College. I just now understood the reference of Pig Nipple. (laughs) oh really and it just clicked as i was typing it out on twitter pig nipple and i was like oh yeah that was funny i appreciate it
1: <laughs> it took like two weeks but it was a slow yeah, burn yeah, better yeah. Way than
2: ever, it ha- you know it festered in there and i finally yeah. understood it
3: and for people unfamiliar with good morning from hell it's a podcast uh that takes place in hell where uh i'm dead and my <laughs> eternal punishment is to do a podcast where i interview everyone from the underworld and uh Blaine is my co host, who is Satan's little brother named Clayton. That's right. And and you
0: have a sick accent.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like a gravelly low voice. (laughs) Yeah. It was some stupid character that we both did on an improv show. And then people are like, oh, that was funny. And then we like, and then it never died. So (laughs) we're still doing it two years later or something.
2: And I heard that you sometimes get into red makeup for this character.
1: That's right. Even when it's an audio only podcast, I completely cover myself in red makeup and horns. Amazing. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: He commits. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: right. Method.
0: You know, we're all we're all about the commitment here at What's Good Games as well because, you know, we are clearly in character constantly.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm. No, Power, no, that's a lie Girls. Like,
3: <laughs>
0: we are? I mean, it, it's been a thing that's taken off. So the Powerpuff thing was suggested as fan art in the very first year that we had launched – And we just kind of ran with it, and we've been able to do some really fun um, kind of fan art with it from the other side. And what I mean by that is in our Patreon, we have uh, an artwork tier where we send out postcards with custom artwork that we make, and we Uh. handwrite postcards to people in that tier. And Steimer just decided that she wanted to keep making different versions of us as like the derpiest Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> We've done quite a few of those. And for she's actually doing the artwork for June's postcard. And she was like, okay, listen, I got to take a break from the derpy Powerpuff Girls <laughs> to do something else. And I, I have to say, Brittany, she's given you a run for your money on this work of art that she's created. Oh,
2: hell no. See, I'm the Bob Ross of what's good games, fellas. I don't know if you're aware of this. But my Microsoft Paint uh, art skills know no bounds. So if you're ever looking to commission art, you just let me know.
1: Happy trees and such. <laughs> I remember making that connection. I think I met you guys at RTX a couple of years back. And then when I was all hanging out, I was like, oh, wow, Like they have different hair colors. You guys the Powerpuff Girls. I thought I was so clever for pointing that out. And then you guys were like, yeah. Yeah, we know. We know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it turns out everybody does that.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh,
0: but that's okay. You don't You don't have to feel sorry for it at all. But uh, we do have lots of news to get into because it was a jam-packed weekend. Thank you to everybody who showed up on Saturday morning bright and early when we were streaming along with our friends for the Gorilla Collective press conference. There was also a bunch of other things that happened, so we'll get into that in just a minute. But I do have a few pieces of housekeeping before we do that. Of course, we've already mentioned that the episode of Good Morning from Hell is live. You can find that wherever you listen to What's Good Games. Plus, on Tuesday, June 30th, we're teaming up with our friends at GameSpot for their Play for All summer charity stream from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific time. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we'll have the link once we get a little bit closer. But mark your calendars for Tuesday, June 30th for that. Of course, June is Pride Month. What's Good Games is excited to be partnered once again with Glad, the Gay Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation who's doing great work furthering the voices of the LGBTQ plus community in the the realm of video games. If you go to whatsgoodgames.com slash store, you will see our Pride merchandise there. 100% of the profits of our Pride merchandise goes directly to GLAAD, which we are super pumped about. Plus, we're going to be doing even
2: more streaming this week, Brittany. We are starting with this Thursday is EA Play, ladies and gentlemen. Are we going to get that Mass Effect Trilogy remaster? I fucking hope so. But that kicks <laughs> off at 4 p.m. Pacific. So we'll probably be ready to go around 3.45 that on Thursday. So twitch.tv slash games, Come join us. It'll be fun. And then this Friday, we're doing a PC build with our friends at AMD. So... Andrea is going to have a big old hunk of PC parts on her da- I don't know I, I don't know how are you even going I'm how so are you excited this? like how's it going Okay go down? so I have,
0: I have some prep work to do in the studio, but I have a sky cam mounted on the lighting oh, rig. Oh, shit.
2: We fancy. Uh,
0: I know. And so I have to work out the angles, but we're going to have a wide shot cam, of course. We'll do a close-up cam, and then we'll have a sky cam so you guys can see. Um, and don't worry. We're going to be safe about it. Uh, my friend Leslie Peritano from Andy is coming. She's going to be wearing a mask. I'll be wearing a mask. We're going to wash our hands, make sure everything's clean to make sure that we're being COVID safe, of course. And we're going to show you guys how to build a PC from scratch. So uh, thank you to AMD for helping us with this build. We're really excited about it. They have supplied all the parts for it. We have a really fun custom case, and we're going to be showing you their new Radeon graphics card and all kinds of cool gear. And we'll walk you through step-by-step just how to put all these pieces together. So if you've always wanted to know how to build a gaming PC or if you've never watched a live build, I know that there's quite a few Twitch streams these days on live builds. We hope that you guys tune in at 11 a.m. Pacific time is when we're actually going to get started for that on Friday, this Friday. So it should be a good time. And then, Brittany,
2: on Saturday, we have even more streams. We do. We have our Patreon stream. So if you're a patron of ours, you can check out our happy hour Q&A live stream this Saturday at 4 p.m. Pacific. We're going to be drinking and taking questions. It's going to be a good time. And then at 6 p.m. is our after-hour stream where we play a game. What are we going to play? We don't know yet. We won't know probably until about 5.30 p.m. But that's okay. That sounds
0: right. That sounds like a What's Good Games planning. <laughs> there we go. All right. That is going to do it for announcements for us. Thanks for hanging in there, everybody. Let's get into the news. So first up, as I mentioned at the top of the show, the Gorilla Collective was live all weekend long. They had multiple streams, dev interviews. Did you guys catch any of the kind of press conference stuff that was happening this weekend, uh, Chris and Blaine?
1: Uh, mostly just been looking up at the headlines and like checking out the games that have been interesting to me. But I did see the one that stuck out to me the most a system shot coming back for, uh, I guess, an HD re release. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this has been in
0: the that. works for quite some time. It went dark for a while. They put the project on hiatus and we didn't hear from it. And then, boom, it's back now. I think 2018 is when they put the project on hiatus. And it's crazy to think that maybe we're just like old gamers, but System Shock (laughs) is something that a lot of people don't even know what it is or that it existed in the first place.
1: That's like the predecessor to Bioshock, right? I mean, that's like a huge game, but I mean, are they doing like a totally different engine or is it like kind of like the Halo thing where it's, you can click a little button and then it up I'm curious, like how in depth, how much of a redo this thing is.
2: I mean, you That's ask us questions question. like we work in video games and should know the answers to this. <laughs> I don't know why are you putting us on the spot like that? I'm
1: so sorry, Britt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I will uh, go to the Google machine and see if I can find out uh, the details about everything that is coming in the System of Shock remake. So while she's
2: on the Google machine, I have a few highlights of my own that I'd like to talk about. Yeah, go Um, for it. Number one, and I don't know what press conferences these came during because there was, like I feel like, a million this weekend. That's a lie. It's an exaggeration. There was the PC gaming show, the feature gaming show, and then the Girl Collective. Anyway, the first one is that Persona, Persona 4 Golden is coming to Steam which I think is very, very exciting. Are there any Persona fans on this stream right now, Blaine, Chris? Girl, you know I don't no. play Persona. I know, you don't care.
1: I've, I've been, been to been the locations than... in Japan, apparently. Uh,
2: you know, that's more than something. me. That's good. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, I'm a bigger fan than you. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> I mean, that's actually not true, because I've actually played Persona, so sorry. I was trying to throw you a bone, but it was completely... (laughs) Oh, I falsely raised your confidence. Apologies. So anyway, this is really exciting, because this was a Vita exclusive, and this was actually my first Persona game. So if you have not played it, it's currently $20 on Steam. I wish it would come to console. That'd be amazing. But it's really good. If you like Persona 5, absolutely check out Persona 4. Uh, Let's see. And then there was a game called Gory that was announced, and it's described as the following, come hang out with Frank, the razor sharp hoverboard and chip the depressed modular AI that's constantly complaining as you wipe out hordes of cuddly and horrible toys, all while playing as Gory, the most adorable and badass cat in the world. So you play as this like realistic orange tabby and you're on a spaceship and then you're on a hoverboard and then you're taking out stuffed unicorns that are, somehow have blood in them. I don't understand uh. it. I don't understand it, but I'm definitely intrigued by it. And it's spelled G-O-R-I. And Andrea, I immediately thought of you because it's a cat. I, I appreciate
0: that, being the de facto cat lady of What's Good Games. But I it's, this it, sounds a little bit too off the wall for me. I don't know how I feel about I it. I think you'll like it. Check it. it out.
3: It sounds like Conquer's Bad Fur Day or something like that. Or it's like a cute oh, thing that's also okay. really violent and, and and gruesome. and Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know. Look at it. I think you'll like it. And there's, like, neon lights and rock music. It's kind of—it looks really good, personally. And then, my true love, Divinity Divinity Original Sin 2 got some new DLC, which is incredibly exciting. They got new um, armor, a new quest line, and a new boss fight. And there's also a prequel comic canon coming as well to the Larian store. So, cool for me. I'm excited (laughs) about it. No one else fucking cares, but that's okay. I don't think no one else cares. I just
0: think that you are the de facto Larian fangirl, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Most passionate. Yeah, Yeah, there you go.
1: So I'm seeing that System Shock, it looks like they were using Unreal Engine 4, and I think it was a Kickstarter, but then, I don't know. It's going to be cool. Yes, (laughs) it
0: was, and the alpha demo is out now. Apparently you can play it currently. On Steam or GOG. It's an alpha build but looking very promising, says PC Gamer. Oh, Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, they crowdfunded for $1.3 million, promising to capture the original horror romp but freshening it up. It's been a meandering journey, though, uh, with Night Dive pausing development in 2018, like I mentioned, and then starting Mm. over.
1: Woof. Yikes. Yeah, that's starting over. That's what it says. Just like, they just decided, we're going to start from scratch. Why not? Uh,
0: Apparently. Oh, yeah. Here's a story back from March of 2018. System Shock Remake's change in direction expects to release probably Q1 of 2020. LOL.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, if you're into System Shock and you've been following that story, you can check out the Alpha demo. I'll probably wait because Alphas are usually not great.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They also got but a, but a Jane, Jane Silent Bob game. Oh yeah. Was, I'm not a fan, but you know, I'm sure a lot of people are like, yeah. So, chronic. Blunt. You you're,
0: you're not a fan of the game. You're not a fan of Jane Silent Bob as like a an IP.
1: I never got it. I never caught on to like the hype for it. So
0: yeah, I liked the original one because I feel like it really captured that quintessential late '90s, early 2000s comedy when everybody was like in love with Jackass, right? Love yeah. That. But I feel like if you were to go back and watch it now, I don't think a lot of the jokes would land the same way.
3: I guess Clearly, I clerks, don't know me. Which is oh,
2: that's, <laughs> Brittany, yeah. I mean, that's Brittany's where they like, started.
3: Um, Jay and Silent Bob. And they just kind of spun off into their own little like mini adventures. I don't know. I'm like a I I, I I'm not a post to Jay and Silent Bob, but I've never been like, I gotta get that Jay and Silent Bob video game. <laughs> Chronic you know? blood,
2: let's go. Yeah, my husband just tried to get me into Jay and Silent Bob, and I was pretty drunk, so I thought I would for sure enjoy it. Uh <laughs> for some reason it did not land. I didn't get it, but he's still adamant that I watch it, so We'll see. Maybe it's the wrong
3: like. Maybe instead of drunk, you have to be high. I don't know. Maybe
2: that's what it is. <laughs> got to be more. Ugly yeah, the
3: yet. wrong <laughs> equation. We got to start from scratch, like System Shock.
1: <laughs> watch them all over again.
0: It's not like you don't have time. Just throwing that <laughs> yeah, out
1: there.
3: No joke. If you watch all your favorite uh, like shows and movies, but like with like sober, drunk, stoned, and see which 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 combination is the best?
2: Ooh, that's a show idea. I've been to it.
1: Hey, Andrea, not to totally deviate from Guerrilla Collective, but you did mention EA play earlier. Wasn't there a rumor yes. going around that Dead Space? I'm sorry, I'm like all high on my like uh space horror games right now. Do you think Dead Space is gonna is there any is there think- a rumor?
2: Hello, I'm not Andrea, but I'm going to step in anyway. I think Dead Space is dead in the water. I know. Apparently, the creator of Dead Space was supposed to unveil a new game during the PS5 stream last week. I never caught what that was. I didn't
1: either. That's what I heard the rumor thing happen. Yeah, if anyone in
2: chat knows what it was. I tried looking it up, but I couldn't find out which one it was. I would love if Dead Space came back, but from what I have heard from mumblings... Is that it was once pitched to continue that series, but it was turned down. So I think there's just a
1: chance it's just not gonna happen. It's so good. I know. Uh, Even an HD remake or whatever. I would take take that.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I think a a collection would be in order. Like, why not? But if I have to choose between a Mass Effect collection and a Dead Space collection, Dead Space can kick rocks.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Alien Sex, let's go. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> i remember uh, uh, oh go ahead
0: so no no after you
1: oh no so I, I uh played mass effect one got really into it like completed the shit out of it and then i got into two and there was some glitch to where my hard drive got bricked and then none of my stuff transferred over and i was like eh, there's no point there's no point point." and that's no. where i ended my mass effect journey
0: no, but you could start fresh and have a new journey, though, and make yes. all of the same choices because that's what everybody does, yeah. right? <laughs> it's true. Right? Right? True. No, yeah. just me? Just me? <laughs> okay. All right. (laughs) Uh, We are going to talk about EA in just a second, but I do want to mention the PC gaming show recap as well. I did not see that in here unless it's further down the list and I missed it. Um, So that happened later in the afternoon on Saturday. And I'm not going to go over absolutely everything that was in our show in that show but just kind of a couple of high level things. So they showed Outlast Trials, the latest game in the yes. Outlast series, which Brittany and I played in an episode of Lights Off Our Horror Let's Play show. Outlast not um, Outlast Trials. Out- no, we played we played Outlast 2. Two,
2: yeah, I think, think. it's two. But what's exciting about Trials is that they're implementing multiplayer and co-op, and it sounds like Wait, the co-op is going to be optional, so you can play with up to four people if you so choose. But we so, still don't know what the gameplay loop is going to be like.
1: Are they going to like have motorcycles in it? Is this like a Trials <laughs> Evolution crossover? <or? laughs> I'm being serious right now. I don't know anything
3: about Atlas. I know a little bit about the the
2: CG trailer. Essentially, showed some dude getting something like nailed to his face. I don't know what happened, and then he was running down a hall, and then this other girl was on top of this like box trying to help him up, like raising, lowering her arm, like hey, let me help you up. And then she got stabbed through the throat, I think it was, and then it stopped. So
1: and then they get on a motorcycle, and then they get on on a motorcycle,
2: and then they GTFO and do like wheelies and shit. Yeah, exactly.
1: Cool. Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, no, so Outlast as a horror
0: series, the game really embraced this idea of you can't fight. You just have to run away and hide. And so in the first game, you essentially are just holding a camcorder while you're going through this asylum and there's all these really freaky enemies. And if they find you, they'll chase you down and murder you very brutally. And huh. it's terrifying to play. Because you can't fight back, really. You don't have any weapons or anything. You just have to literally run away and not get caught. Oh, yeah. That sounds
3: like, like Alan Wake or something. You just run around with a flashlight. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I
0: feel like
3: Alan Wake is uh, oh, oh. a bit <laughs> <What>? of <laughs>
0: Did you just happen to comedy. have a flashlight on your desk?
1: <laughs> it's like my fidget spinner. It's, uh, it's like I've just been playing with this the whole time.
0: I like it. I like that you had props ready. I feel like we have to step up our game, <laughs> Brittany. I know. We need something. No
2: shit.
3: What's I need, need somehow to have a, a tape measure come up in conversation. I'm like, I'm ready.
2: No, <laughs> oh, I got you. I got yeah. you. <laughs>
3: uh, I don't have mine.
1: You, you I guys, don't
2: have a tape measure within reach. How what long does heck? yours go?
3: Uh, oh, Uh long (laughs) 16 feet
2: 25 get on my level dang she's got an extra nine feet (laughs) yeah mine's longer don't be jelly (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay, this is uh,
0: this one places that I was not anticipating. As uh, Excess Oddity says in the chat, what is happening? Oh, well. <laughs> okay, back to the PC gaming uh-huh. show uh, recap that happened. Um, so uh, Torchlight 3 is available now in Steam Early Access. Ooblets, this Rip. adorable little game that we've had our eyes on for a couple of years now. Uh, Early Access is coming this summer to Xbox One and the Epic Games Store. Persona 4 Golden, Brittany already mentioned. Um, there's a... First-person horror game called Sound Mind that was shown um, at the show. Airborne Kingdom is the name of... No, wait. Airborne Kingdom is a different game. Uh, it'll let you build and fly fantastic machines. I'm reading a rundown, by the way, from our friends over at Shack News. Um, there is... Uh, let's see here. Let me skip down. There's a, there's so many. Uh, Godfall, the game that we also saw earlier this week in the PlayStation press conference, is get, got some new details and more gameplay. Let's see here. There's just so much.
1: There's
0: so much have, stuff.
1: Do they have any like VR news? What's the state of VR these days? Because I just invested in an index, and I hope I didn't f- mess up.
0: <laughs> you know what's? I. You know what's interesting about you bringing that up is that we really haven't heard anything about VR in the last month or so, as far as like traditional E3 style press releases or <laughs> conferences. Oh my gosh, you just have <laughs> We've it there, lost
1: Hold on. I'm in the VR.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Isn't there the VR showcase coming up? Upload VR showcase is
0: happening on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. So that will hopefully be our um our first look at what's been going on with VR. But we noticed that PlayStation had not a word to say about PSVR. But we do think that the showcase last week was focused predominantly on PS five and yeah. in things happening and coming to the playstation 5 and guess there's it, uh, rumors that there's gonna be psvr 2 but yes. i don't i don't know if it's time for that yet
1: playstation v playstation <laughs> 5 psvr 2 god <laughs> <laughs> i guess that would be a pretty big announcement and they would i mean if it's been going well enough with psvr that would warrant its own showcase i guess mm-hmm. so, i don't know do you, yeah. do you guys have vr do you dabble yeah.
2: Yeah. I yeah. Have, yeah. I think all of the all of the VRs, which is ironic, because I don't play them really anymore. Sad. I got I them primarily for horror games because I love playing VR horror games because I love apparently hurting my soul. I'm not sure what that's all about, but yeah. I mean, I like I, right now. I'm playing the Oculus Quest. That's kind of like my go-to because I don't have to have yeah. all the cords.
0: Quest has been a game changer going mobile, and I really really enjoy the freedom to move around, especially if you're playing a motion intensive game, like beat saber or Autica. I recently played through the looking glass, which is an Alice in Wonderland adventure game that I really enjoyed. And there's just so much you can do when you're not like tethered. But of course, what that means is that you have not as good fidelity, quality, et cetera. And that's something that VR has continued to struggle with. And I think that, you know, Valve is trying to set the benchmark for that with Vive, and obviously Half-Life: Alex was hugely popular for the platforms that it was released on. I'm still hoping that they're going to make a 2D version <laughs> um, <laughs> instead of just a VR version, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen because it seemed like Valve was very much like this is VR. We ma- we custom built this specifically for VR. I feel Did like you guys? Um,
1: gonna... oh, is that why you like got to push Vive? people to get it? And I think that that's why they would probably keep it strictly VR, just like make people adapt it or, or adopt it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's just so expensive, though. I mean, to have a gaming PC yeah. in the first place is expensive, and then the Vive itself is expensive. On top of that, it's—I feel like the barrier to entry is still too high for most people.
1: Yeah, I and the locomotion controls, I'm still figuring out because, like, I'm like halfway through, and I have to walk whenever Alex walks. So I'm like literally walking in place in my living room. I must look <laughs> like a psychopath.
2: <laughs> just put a
0: camera. A very on fun you.
1: game, though. I should. I should stream that someday. Yeah. Good stuff. Did
0: you guys ever see that VR treadmill? The oh, I think dude. it was called the Omnix. I tried it at CES circa like twenty fifteen, I wanna say. It looks like Essentially a, it's like a round, round treadmill. Yeah. Huh.
1: Yeah. Cat VR, I had seen something recently that Cat VR was doing like a home model that was gonna be a pretty low price point. I think they'd sit somewhere around the seven hundred dollar range, which is like for a fucking VR treadmill. Sorry. Uh <laughs> yeah. that's not bad. Uh, I would get that, and it's it's the 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 actual space of it's no bigger than like a big size office chair. I feel like so.
2: Yeah, I want yeah. I want one of those too. Don't you have to wear weird shoes and they strap you in?
1: Yeah, yeah. you're basically moonwalking the whole time. I think. Fuck
2: yeah, I'm in. Yeah, sign me up. I don't
1: right. know how like squatting works though.
3: Huh. Yeah, yeah a good it's, workout.
2: It was it was a whole thing when I tried it. I
0: didn't realize that I was wearing a dress because I had like a full day of on-camera shooting when I was at CES. And then I get there and I'm like, so uh, if I put that harness on, everybody's standing around watching me do this demo is going to see my butt. So they didn't didn't make me wear the harness, thankfully. So you don't technically have to. It's just, you know, safety and all that.
1: (laughs) You just break the arm of the machine (laughs) and it just collapses. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um... I just we don't normally call out subs or bits during the show because we save it to the end since this is a podcast as well. But Caladrius twenty five dropped five thousand bits for badasses, Blaine and Chris in the chat. That is Caladrius is is like number
1: one RT community member. So she's the best. Oh, thank you. Awesome. Well thank you so
0: much for the support. We appreciate that. Oh. Um, all right, well, we got more news, so let's, uh, let's continue on, shall we? With Star Wars
2: Squadrons officially revealed. Brittany, mm-hmm. would you read this one for me? I will. I'll give it my awesome announcer voice as well. So Star wow. Wars Squadrons officially revealed out in October from IGN. EA has formally announced Star Wars Squadrons, a first-person space dogfighting game set after the events of Return of the Jedi coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. <laughs> Via Origin, Steam, and Epic Game Store. It will be released for $39.99 US dollars on October 2nd. Developed by Motive Studios, the game will include both a single-player story and multiplayer modes with cross-play support across all platforms and can be played in VR on PS4 and PC. EA will premiere gameplay at EA Play Live on June 18th. Squadrons will feature a single-player story mode set after the Battle of Endor. I don't know nothing about Star Wars, so I'm going to butcher all this heads up. Okay, Battle of Sorry Endor and the destruction of the Death Star 2. Alternating between two customizable pilots, the story will feature brand new characters and cameos from familiar faces. The pilots you play will show you both sides of the game's conflict. One flies for the New Republic's Vanguard Squadron, whoa, and the other for the shattered Galactic Empire Titan Squadron, whoa. Multiplayer will take the form of 5v5, battles with two modes announced fleet battles will task each team with destroying the opposing team's flagship while dogfights will simply ask each team to destroy as many opponents as possible locations will be both known and unknown and yavin prime in a shattered moon of gallatin announced so far <laughs> the announcement press release Good job, Brett. Thanks. Makes clear that squadron composition will be important, implying multiple ship classes to experiment with. EA also confirmed that while Star Wars squadrons will include cosmetic and gameplay-related customization, all upgrades will be earned solely through playing the game. Playing through the game will earn you weapons, holes, engines, and shields to allow you to tweak your starfighter into whatever you want it to be, while cosmetics will alter your cockpit, ship exterior, and pilots. Um, like I already said it'll be 3999 on October 2nd and EA access and origin access battle subscribers can play 10 hours of the game for free at launch and'll get 10% off if they choose to buy it nice yeah Star
1: Wars I'm very excited um, so, about so Blaine
2: this.
0: are you a little bit of a Star Wars fan?
1: I am a small amount of a Star Wars fan Teach sorry, me I all, all of the things Blaine up. teach me uh, <laughs> sorry hold on let me I almost broke my headset wanna uh, <laughs> gave me that ages ago um let me see. I was actually looking up because I'm like really into the lore and I like read all the comics as well. And they had a TIE Fighter comic, and I'm wondering if that's connected to that. Like if the characters cross over. Oh. I don't think that they do, though. But uh, yeah, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm interested, like, why the lower pri- uh, price point? And I, my only assumption is because Battlefront 2 has Starfighter battles, but this will only offer like an expanded version of Starfighter battles and it not won't have like the shooter aspect to it. Mm um, but it sounds like there's like a there's a campaign stuff like that. So I'm like yeah. I'm really curious why they ended up going with like 39.99 as opposed to full price.
0: It wouldn't seem to me that they are trying to set expectations, which is smart of them. That it's not going to be like a Battlefront 2 experience, right? Like they're yeah. going to be getting something that is not going to be as lengthy as you would expect from a traditional AAA campaign. And I think that's smart of them because. EA is already having a tough go, particularly when it comes to their Star Wars titles. So I think it's smarter than to try to get out in front of that to see, like, how they can maybe win back some people to say, hey, we can do do Star Wars and not screw it up. We promise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like that they're also adapting, like, a class-based thing. Like, I'm assuming that, like... If you kind of use Overwatch as an approximation, like, an A-Wing would be like Tracer. It's fast, and it zooms in and out, but then, like, uh, an X-Wing might be more of a tank, you know? Like, I'm really curious to see how combat's going to play out in that regard, and they better have B-Wings or else I'm going to cry.
3: <laughs> no.
1: Brit, you don't get that reference, no. but you would want a B-Wing, because B is B- Brit.
2: Brit. Yeah, yes. I'm a B-Wing, bitch. Um, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <No>, I- <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to have this conversation. I was, this, I have to admit, this does really nothing for me. Anything where I have, you have to fly or drive a thing is just like not my forte. I always crash into the walls. In this case, I'll probably crash into an asteroid or something. I don't know. And, uh, wait, is it just flying? Cause I thought you were a Twisted Metal fan. Just a metal fan, yeah. Vehicular combat, man. That's what I said. So it's says. And you just some motivation. F- it's
0: just space combat is what you're talking She's, about. Flying. She doesn't
1: like that Z axis Yeah, well.
0: I'm telling you, I like, don't like it's
2: hard flying. Not having a horizon shit? line like messes or you up. Realistic like racers, for example. Like I'm just real bad at staying on track. But I don't know. I mean if, if the single player campaign is like, oh my god, Rucker sucks, amazing, then I'll probably check it out. Otherwise, I'll just go to Blaine for visceral reactions. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I I I mean I think a squad kind of like set up is fun cuz I haven't had a good squad since like Star Fox.
0: <laughs> oh, <rip.
1: laughs> like Oh,
0: oh no. <laughs> like the original 64 or the NES, which one? Super
3: Oh, NES. oh, I I, I I did my favorite was uh 64. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. That's probably classic.
0: the best one. We could argue about it later, but yeah. I I'm with you. Um yeah, so so, Chris, are you as big into Star Wars as Blaine is? Or are you just kind of like me? You're like, hey, I really enjoy Star Wars, but I'm not like super nerd Star Wars.
3: Well, I'm very much into Star Wars, but I uh, I don't read the comics or books like Blaine does. So he has mm-hmm. like all that in-depth, expanded universe knowledge that I, I'm a little lacking in. But it, I will, if in a, in a lightsaber fight, I would win.
2: Oh, you you (laughs) think so huh okay Uh,
3: there's
1: also like a novel it might already be out called Alphabet Alphabet Squadron that might connect Um, sorry I'm just like getting way too into the lore no go for it I appreciate it we were just talking about VR and apparently you can play this in VR Mm -hmm. which I think is like fucking rad because I'll be able to sit like here and I won't have to be walking around walking in place (laughs) to play my Star Wars are
2: you worried about getting motion sickness though playing a game like this in VR or are you good
1: I mean, the only thing that gives me motion sickness in VR is, is the locomotion. Like, when I'm telling my person to move forward, I don't like the teleportation, because that, that seems wrong, and it messes with the pacing of the game for me. Mm. So, like, when I'm using the joystick to tell my person to walk forward, that's where it messes with me. But if it's like, if you're sitting in a ship, and that's the kind of, like, natural state you would be in, flying or driving, then I don't think I'm going to get motion sickness now. So. It's interesting
0: that you say that you don't like the teleporting because the teleporting was designed specifically to combat that type of motion sickness, which is why if a game, a VR game has locomotion or teleporting, I teleport every time because yeah. that, like you said, that m- that motion of walking forward in VR, like I instantly am like, huh?
1: <laughs> can't yeah. do it. Well, the teleporting is just like it's just like bleh, like shit just like pops in your face immediately, <laughs> and like with Half Life Alex, that's the only one that I'm using like the the normal locomotion. It just seemed wrong because like I feel like you would want that to be paced like a horror game, and you wouldn't want to like teleport into a face crab or something. So, <laughs> <laughs> I <don't
2: know. laughs> hello, I can walk straight fine, but it's when I turn I have to use the little interval jumps that most games provide, where it's like, oh, like it,
1: duk, duk, duk. yeah
2: yeah exactly. I can handle that, but it's the turning that fucks me up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, Star Wars though. Seeing X wings, Y wings, A wings, B wings, U wings. No B wings. I haven't seen any B wings. Maybe I mean. they're
0: saving it for for a reveal next
2: week. All right, this Motive. week, if not,
1: I'm coming no
3: for one. You. <laughs> we got it. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we can't reveal everything. We got to save that save that B ring, <laughs> B wing reveal D-ring. for like.
0: Well, I mean, but, like, real talk, I fully believe that this announcement was supposed to happen during EA Play Live, mm-hmm. and because it, they had multiple leaks, I'm sure they're like, okay, well, we've got to get out ahead of this. Clearly, everybody knows that this is a thing. What can we put out ahead of time to tease, and then maybe they'll show some extended gameplay during EA Play Live, and you'll get to see some I'm more from that? so,
1: because I woke up at – I mean, I was already awake uh, <laughs> to watch this specifically <laughs> – and I was like, "Oh, it's just a trailer." I mean, it's like it was a good trailer. The music was popping, but like Gameplay. I was like, "I want the campaign. Tell me yeah. more."
0: Yeah. So. so I guess Thursday would be the spot where we would see more about that. I'll so we'll there. keep our eyes peeled and and maybe on the on the Friday show we'll have more to report. All right, Um, moving right along, Insomniac has confirmed that Spider Man Miles Morales is, in fact, a standalone PS5 game. So I know that this was very hotly contested last week on the internet. So over at The Verge, they write that Insomniac Games has confirmed the newly announced Spider Man Miles Morales will be a standalone title. Squashing rumors that the title was simply a remastered version or an expansion of the original PS4 Spider-Man that have been swirling since the reveal. Spider-Man Miles Morales will reportedly be in smaller in scope than the original, though, per a Bloomberg report that compared it to Uncharted The Lost Legacy in scope. Part of the confusion stems from comments made by Simon Rudder, the EVP head of European business at Sony Interactive Entertainment, who commented in an interview with The Telegraph, I guess you could call it an expansion and an enhancement to the previous game. There's a substantial Miles Morales component, which is the expansion element, but also within the game as well, there's been major enhancements to the game and the game engine, obviously deploying some of the major PlayStation 5 technology and features. Despite Rudder's comments, though, developer Insomniac Games has confirmed in a tweet that Spider-Man Miles Morales is a standalone game that continues the adventures of Spider-Man.
2: Oh,
1: boy. do you think that the confusion or like the wording behind why it's the expansion or improvement is it's in the same city, right? They've got to use like same New York. So like, but I mean, aside from that, it's going to be completely new combat and stuff. Just yeah, I don't see anything wrong anything
3: with that. A- as an enhancement or expansion is confusing because you're like, oh, so it's like, like DLC, you, just, you know, or yeah, the, does it sound like a new game?
2: The wording is just an expansion and an enhancement to the previous game. There's substantial Miles Morales component, which is the expansion element, but there's also been major enhancements to the game. Yeah, it was just confusing wording. Poor Insomniac, man, on their Twitter account. This is what
0: happens when you let people who are not close to the game publicly speak about the game, and then PR doesn't come in immediately to correct the things spoken about the game, right? Like, Insomniac was going to be doing interviews, like they should have just done interviews about it but instead this one executive decides he knows about the game and i just feel for my friends who work at insomniac and all the fires that they were putting out after the ps5 reveal of people like freaking out when this happened and it's like oh it's just an expansion also if it was just an expansion awesome yeah spider-man was great
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't get why people are trying to downplay it i I wonder if they're gonna do like uh oh god what is it the spider-verse kind of angle you know where they're gonna like Alt New York, so maybe they reskin New York or something like that. That'd like, be cool.
2: That could be cool.
1: Spider Man's like awesome again. Like it kind of like Andrew Garfield was like, <laughs> but now it's cool again.
0: <laughs> it is. I I really enjoyed Into the Spider Verse. We told Brittany that she needs to watch it because she hasn't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet. I
2: know. I'm the worst. I'm
0: so Thank sorry. You. Thank. Oh, <laughs> Blaine's like walking away. No! It's like the perfect.
3: <laughs> It's I like know. the perfect movie. It really is. Okay. It's like the perfect movie. The it's like perfect the perfect movie. movie.
2: Is it better than Austin Powers though? That's the question. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow.
0: Yes. Okay. And, and so- I also share your appreciation for dumb comedies. I mean, not as deep as you like to appreciate them, but I I can't tell you enough like I also in the beginning was dragging my feet watching this movie because I for some reason I had this weird like Thing where I just didn't want to watch it because it was animated. And I was like, no, Spider Man is action and it's Tom Holland. It's, you know, it's it's big blockbuster Marvel. And then I just kept hearing from everybody, it's so good, it's so good, it's so good. So finally I was like, okay, I sat down and watched it. I was like, why did I wait so long to watch this?
1: I'm I mean, scared. it was like a cultural phenomenon or a pop cultural phenomenon. I mean, like in the style is so, I get like kind of downplaying watching a movie because it's animated because for some reason mm-hmm. I, I do that. Like with Disney movies, but Britt, you gotta go watch it.
2: Okay, got it. it is yep. Austin homework.
3: Powers your bar for like dumb comedy? Is that your like <laughs> highest?
2: Uh, well, it's a combination of like Austin Powers, Kung Pao like you know those like okay. really, yeah, yeah 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 yeah. It's you know so as long as it's above that we'll see. But it yeah. sounds like it is. Sounds like it's the perfect movie. So I feel like okay, I have no more excuses. I mean, have you it seen, won seen a Batman bunch of the awards? Series? No.
1: Okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> It's <laughs> gonna make a metaphor, but never mind.
2: Uh, yeah, I would have went out of my head. It didn't happen. It would have been. It would have been lost. It would have uh, Br- lost into Brittany. the ether. It,
3: it is. It is the Dumb and Dumber of uh, of finished the thought animated movies for dumb comedies.
0: <laughs> that I mean, I I appreciate I appreciate that reference because Dumb and Dumber is a classic. It's like a perfect comedy classic.
3: All right,
1: I agree.
0: Now I feel like I need to watch Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, that sounds good.
1: Guess
2: I know what I'm I'm doing later today.
1: I'm just going to tweet you every day, starting now. Have you watched Spider Man yet?
2: Okay, do it. Hold me accountable. It's what I need
0: <laughs> okay um, Brittany apparently this is the most important news of the day up next yeah
2: so KFC is coming out with their console apparently <laughs> yes yeah, so that's Kentucky Fried Chicken all right so this comes from our friends at Destructoid move over PlayStation 5 and get lost Xbox series X KFC console KF console is the future of gaming. So KFC has thrown their hat into the ring with a KF console. Yes, the KF console. And a delicious <laughs> reveal on Twitter. KFC brought the big guns announcing the KF console. KFC's chicken bucket shaped powerhouse promises cross-platform compatibility, true 4K, 100 fps frames per second, and most importantly, a built-in chicken chamber to keep your high-calorie, high-sodium processed meat nice and warm while you slowly waste away in front of your television set. Now, is this monstrosity of insubstantial consumption a serious attempt at creating a console? Probably not, but there is a release date of November 12th, 2020 at the end of the teaser. So maybe something will come of this. So KFC has been... been, What? So
0: they they confirmed that this was a troll this morning. Of course it was. (laughs) Absolutely, it
2: was a troll.
3: What?! (laughs) <laughs> I just think
2: it's sorry, so f- Chris. Sorry, it's not it's not real. You're gonna Aww. have to use a microwave to nuke your, your chicken now. I'm sorry. You can't use the <laughs> KF console. But I just think it's so funny how KFC just is always kind of trolling the gaming industry. Remember when they released that I Love You Colonel Sanders dating sim last year? Yes. Uh, oh my gosh, it was so good.
0: But that was
1: like a fully fledged game though, oh, right? Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah. It has I over here, 7,834 reviews on Steam with a very positive review. Like so- <laughs> I, mean, I like, will oh, Sorry, go ahead, Blaine.
1: Well, Burger King racers like oh, it's not it's... unheard of for for weird fast food restaurants to dip their toe into gaming for whatever reason.
0: I just think Well, it's Taco amazing. Bell's been in gaming for a long time, too.
2: I just love that
1: this is happening.
2: We need we need dumb stories like this, you know, more mm-hmm. than ever. So thank you KFC for trolling all of us and putting out this epic trailer with dramatic music. And then it like opens up and there's this little grill on the bottom where you can put your chicken. I mean, I would buy it. Just saying. I would buy it. I would uh, buy it
3: too. I think
2: Don't. a missed product opportunity for KFC is to make this a real thing, but make it
0: like a functional air fryer and say, hey, oh. did you buy a, a like a, a big bucket you couldn't finish? You want to reheat your your KFC? Boom, and the air fryer goes. Like This is a golden marketing opportunity to make this a real thing.
3: Yeah, you really just is. like plug your switch to the top of it and it melts it. <laughs> and you're like, oh, great. <laughs> I
1: thought they were going to put their money where their mouth is. I was like I was expecting another, like, engage-level dumb console that no one asked for and would die. Mm-hmm.
2: But, they let us down. Oh, well. They let us down. They just didn't want
0: to go through the arduous process of actually making a console. Let's be real.
2: And a chicken nuker. Yeah. Um But... <laughs> the actual most important news, I would say, of the day is that the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality has raised over $7 million. And Yay! as a reminder, all of these proceeds are donated to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund and Community Bail Fund. And there are currently 1,700 games available. And you can all own all of them for as little as $5. And if you do the math, that's over $9,362 worth of games.
0: Woo. Wow. I
2: th- I thought it was ending It ends tomorrow. There's like 15 hours left or like 13 hours left. So if you have not hopped on this, you should. That's
0: Okay, so I just pulled up the website. So it's itch.io. That's what you have to go to. If you guys haven't been to itch.io, like there's a bunch of cool games that are on this website. It says the offer ends in 12 hours, 14 minutes, and 36 seconds. So if you're watching with us live, you've got 12 hours. And if you're listening to the podcast afterwards, it may be too
2: late. Yeah. But I'll I mean, never I'm, have to buy another awesome.
1: video game again. Pretty much. And I'm looking yeah. through the, the games. It like, looks like a lot of fun ones, too. I mean, oh, plus it's yeah. only 5 bucks. It's mm.
0: crazy. Like, even if you just look at the front page, um, they've got Overland, Night in the Woods, Celeste. Um, they have Walden. They've got... Um, what else do we have here that I have played? Oh, I know that they added uh, some stuff from Supergiant. Um, last week that they announced that. I mean, there's just a bunch of games in here, so there's a little something for it, everything. Cat lateral damage is in there, Brit. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, my gosh, I just love causing chaos, being a cat. It's the best. Um, oh, yeah. So, congratulations to everybody at itch.io for a hugely successful campaign, and thank you to everybody who has been donating. That is phenomenal, and you get games, video games. And, and justice and equality it feels like it's a match made in heaven for sure um, okay so now we're at the part of the show where we are going to take some of your questions every week we ask you guys to write to us at what's dot slash dear or you can of course drop some questions in the chat and we'll do our best to catch them so our first question which we've kind of talked a little bit about uh, Nate B says, what are you hoping to see get announced at EA Play this week? Anything in particular you're hoping for, a more in-depth gameplay or deep dive on? I'm looking forward to seeing gameplay of Star Wars Squadrons, which we talked about, which just got announced, but I really hope there's some sort of Mass Effect Trilogy remaster. Thank you for the awesome content you put out there, and have a great day. So, gentlemen, besides the Mass Effect remaster and Star Wars, is there anything else from EA that you're like,
2: ooh, what about this?
1: Dead's face. <laughs> Bring it back. Keep it alive. It Keep the hope alive. I don't know of anyone who doesn't want Dead Space, so yeah. You know, I don't know. Dead but space.
0: they shut down. Visceral. It's gone. Bring him back. I don't care. <laughs> Dig them up <laughs> in the grave.
1: Yeah, or in, in HD. Any any Dead Space news? I don't know. Just bring it back. Uh, I might maybe give Mass Effect another go if they if they did that. No.
3: Yeah, I would. Answer. I I might finally play Mass Effect because I tried to play it once or twice and then just like, you know. Played for a couple hours and then got busy and forgot.
0: Wait, you played for a couple of hours, you got busy and you forgot and never went back to Mass Effect.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it's one of those things that's like oh, been on my to do list, and then I was like, oh, this is fun, and then you know, like life happens, and you like, move or something like that, and you're like, and then you start trying to play, and you like don't remember what happened. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I'll just play something else. So I-, I need a reason to go back. So that'd be good. I,
1: I'm sure they, they wouldn't want to overshadow their existing Star Wars news with more Star Wars news, but an update on Jedi Fallen Order. It's way too early for it, but I'd like to hear it.
2: Well, uh, I'll, game was... I'll, have, I'll have you know, we asked our Magic 8 Ball. So, this is a little thing we do so we always ask Magic 8 Ball every E3 time, a time of E3 questions. And we did ask, mm. Will there be a Jedi Fallen Order expansion? And the Magic 8 Ball said, It will be certain. Mm.
3: They will be
1: searching. The Magic Eight Ball has
2: never lied to us before. It's lied to us okay. all the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't want to well, say. It, also,
2: in the
0: PlayStation, fly out there and crash it. <laughs> the PlayStation reveal. We only, the Magic Eight Ball only got one question wrong. That's pretty good. Oh, bad. That's, yeah.
1: yeah. That's a good bit too. Sorry, like, going into production mode. That's a really funny
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so we do fun. an annual E3 prediction show, and we're like, listen, everybody and their dog does an E3 prediction show. What can we do that will be fun and all the way dumb, which fits the What's Good gains brand? And we're like, and let's more ask accurate. our questions to a Magic 8-Ball and see what happens.
1: Who owns the Magic
3: 8-Ball among you, and uh, where is It's it now? actually
0: right here. Let me see if I can read. Well, it.
3: no one owns it. It's a Magic 8-Ball. It's community you know?
2: property. Yeah.
0: So here's the Magic 8-Ball, and Steimer is our de facto Magic 8-Ball master of the ball. Oracle? (laughs) Yes, Oracle. So you had to mail
1: her the ball. No,
0: no, she was was here. Um, So she has been with me in quarantine since the very beginning, and so she has continued to come up here because... We're in isolation. She's in isolation, and she's one of the like two or three people that I've seen since the beginning. Um, and everyone's got to have a quarantine buddy, you know. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. Yeah, it's been too. It's been too long to to be alone. Three months. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh.
2: The other thing I'd like yeah. to see from EA would be a Peggle game. It's something we've talked about. Peggle three. Uh, Peggle. Peggle three. Bring it back. Let's go. Give Me all the balls. I want a Peggle. It's
1: been too long.
2: <laughs> Were you guys ever Peggle fans?
3: Uh, no, I, the trial I, 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 I watched some people play it it's so fun
0: it. like the original peggle is great peggle 2 was awesome skip that weird ios one yeah, do don't, don't time <laughs> but yeah you can get peggle 2 i believe it's on it's in xbox for backwards compatibility i believe no it, it launched on xbox one hmm I'm pretty sure back in 20, th- uh, let me look it up.
2: Pick to the two. Google machine. So, our Magic 8 Ball episode came out a few weeks ago. And some of the other predictions we have were Is Dead Space Dead for Real? Oh, yeah, that was a question we asked. And the Magic 8 Ball said, Yes.
1: Oh, I'm, so Ball.
2: Sorry. I'm so sorry. You know what? If you ever get real frustrated, <sighs> come back to the studio. You can bash that Magic 8 Ball in. I think it's going tits up anyway. It's starting to not work very well. Mm. the magic eight ball yeah remember it's getting getting bubbles it was i don't know if it was the bubbles but it kept like landing on its side and so steamer couldn't read i
0: I think she was just being a little over aggressive with it you gotta like be gentle with the magic eight ball um i yeah i so just as a clarification peggle 2 was released december 2013 and it was released on xbox one xbox 360 and ps4 so you can play it right now today
1: Today. So. I, I honestly try to abstain from those kinds of addicting games because I just get sucked in. Yeah, so it's like that, Angry Birds, Minecraft. I, I try to like, they'll dip my toe in, and that's about it. It's
0: fair. Well, I, I'm i not going to try to convince you then. It's it's very great. Okay, and, here's the uh, thing. I well, think you're missing out.
3: Should maybe ask the Magic 8 Ball, should Blaine play <laughs> Peggle?
0: <laughs> oh. uh, Mr. Magic 8 Ball, does Blaine need to play Peggle too? Ask again later. See, oh, see uh, that bitch? <laughs> Off
1: the oh, hook. no. I'm sure we'll remember to come back to that later. Oh look yeah. at the time into the show. <laughs>
0: oh, look at that. Look at that. Um, all right. Our next question is from Jay Mahoui. Um, I hope you are well and staying safe. Shout out to Rhi for sharing her thoughts and feelings on last week's episode. And thank you for your courage. Yes, Rihanna is the best. We love her. My question, has anyone had a things I never thought would happen, question mark, moment due to shelter in place? My moment was playing Star Wars Battlefront Two with my older sister, whose last console was the PS1 when she beat the original Final Fantasy VII, and my younger brother, who mainly only plays multiplayer games. 2020 is weird, y'all. So Jay wants to know, a thing you never thought would happen that happened due to shelter in place?
3: Yeah. I played Animal Crossing.
0: Oh, me too! (laughs)
3: I I played the original one on, like, GameCube or whatever, and I was like, this game is dumb. And, I would, and my friend kept, he was like, no, no, here, here's, like, we, can, like you can build your island, you can mail stuff, and you can, like, I I don't know, this is not my thing. And so all the other games that have come out, I've just been like, yeah, it's not my thing, not my thing. And then when this came out, I was like, no, I'm not playing that, it's not my thing. And then I, I played it.
0: I literally Hold. have my Switch here on the desk because I was like, I haven't checked my turnip prices yet today. I got to do it before noon hits, so and now I'm, I'm kind of screwed. But I'm yeah. with you. Animal Crossing was something I was like, what is this? I don't like it. I tried Pocket Camp when mm-hmm. it came to uh, iOS, and I was like, oh, everyone's talking about playing this game, and I just did not get it because I think I didn't have the amazing Sherpas that I have today for New Horizons. So I, I'm with you. That's awesome. We should be Animal yeah. Crossing friends.
3: Yeah, <laughs>
1: I, uh, I had a similar experience, but so my girlfriend's a personal trainer, not a huge gamer by any means. But her birthday started right when quarantine hit, so I was like, I got to get her a Switch because I got to make up for this awful birthday she's about to experience, and she's addicted to Animal Crossing. Huh. So it kind of worked out because then I got my Doom Eternal time, and she got her Animal Crossing time, and it all
0: there you go, happy
1: household. So.
0: So the thing that you never thought would happen was...
1: I would get my fitness enthusiast girlfriend to play video games obsessively. Didn't expect that. That's awesome.
0: You know, we get that question a lot. And I'm sure you guys get it from your friends, too. About like, hey, how can I get my significant other, family member, partner, whoever that special person is in somebody's life to enjoy games the way that I enjoy games? And it's like, well... It's kind of hard to, like, push someone into a fandom, right? Mm. But yeah. it's awesome when you can open their eyes to something that they maybe just
2: never c- thought that would bring them joy. And then it does. And then you can share that joy together. Yeah, Share the joy. You can go slay demons and she can... Harvest Turnips or whatever you do in Animal Crossing. I don't know. I started playing Animal Crossing, and it was fun, relaxing, but I only like to play at night right before bed. But then I was getting cock-blocked because everything was shut down. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, All the stores are closed.
2: I was like, come on. Too real. Uh, For me, I would say, and I mean, I know everyone who listens to the show is probably sick of listening to me talk about Yakuza, but the fact that I played seven Yakuza games back-to-back in a row because I had the time, because of... Quarantine. I think was something that I quite – I didn't think that would ever happen. But now it's like one of my favorite series of all time. But non-video game related, something I have started that I never thought I would have is meditation. It's a thing that I was thinking about trying because things are tough right now for a multitude of reasons. Not only have the quarantine, we have a whole bunch of other shit going on in this world. And I was finding myself and my brain like not in a very good spot. So I thought, okay, what everyone talks about meditation and how it can be so good for you. So I've done like 10 or so sessions of it so far. And I have to say, I'm I'm really digging it. It's never something I thought I would actually try. But I think because of, A, the state that the world's in, that messes with you emotionally and mentally. And now that I'm kind of home and I'm not always traveling, I've made sure to make the time for it. And I'd say it's helping. It's helping. It's really good. Hmm. So if you haven't yeah. checked it out, yeah, there's multiple apps. Um, I'm currently using an app called Headspace, and I really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, calm has a
0: bunch of meditation at, on it as well, and we've um, we've talked about their products on the show before. And there's a lot of like yoga studios that do meditation. There's a lot of like just free YouTube videos. There's a ton of resources. I'm glad to hear that you found something that's like helping center you. Yeah, that's, that's great.
1: Good. Yeah, step away from I the. Started streets. yoga as well, and that's like that was a quarantine development. And I was like, oh my god, I've been missing out. This is great. Oh
0: yeah. Oh, I love yoga. I've been trying to spread the the gospel of yoga far and wide. Yeah, I know it can now. be daunting when you haven't done it before and you're like, oh, but I'm not bendy or flexible. And it's like, you don't have to be. You will. You'll get there eventually.
3: Yeah. 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 I, I think the thing I learned about yoga recently, because we did a like a yoga stream. I was like, man, this this kicked my ass. This is hard. <laughs> this is like an actual really intense workout. Oh,
1: but it's yeah. also not so hard that it's like you can't get into yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like CrossFit, like, right? You, <laughs>
3: you can t- you can make it as difficult as you want.
0: Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a yoga lover for sure. Um, I do want to ask you guys a couple questions um, about your show um, before we, you know, obviously wrap up the episode. So good morning from hell. You guys have been doing the show for quite a few episodes now, and we had, you know, the pleasure of guesting on, which we talked about at the top of the episode, but Where did the genesis for this concept come from? Were you just like spitballing ideas for a podcast? Did you have this idea and you're like, how, what kind of medium do we want to put it into? Like, how did it all kind of come together?
1: Uh, Um, Well, we had this improv show on Rooster Teeth called On the Spot, and Chris and I are like kind of paired comedically a lot. So we were partners on this one episode, and we decided to do this bit where he was playing like an intern in hell, and I was playing a demon. And then, like, these characters were kind of in that universe. And then, Chris, yeah, well, you had it, the idea.
3: Yeah, well, I I'd, I'd had the idea for, like, a podcast based in hell, like, years ago. Years, years, years ago. And, I, and my initial thinking was, oh, we'll have something that's, like, like, uh, like famous evil people like Charles Manson and stuff. Like, news topical, talking about the horrible things going on in the world, but from, like, an evil perspective. But then it's, like, that, I don't know. just It's kind of... It's not there were so much bad shit's going on in the world that, like, that wasn't as fun. <laughs> and so it never really, yeah. like, it was just an idea that was in the back of my head. And then we did these characters on this improv show. I was like, oh, these are, these are like, fun, like, you know, lighthearted, like, silly stuff. And then also I just consume a lot of podcasts. And then I was like, like, other improv comedy narrative kind of shows like stuff like hello from the magic tavern and stuff i was like putting all those those three kind of elements together and then you know me and blaine had those characters and i was like oh what if we took those characters and a, you know just did a podcast that was in hell where we interview like histor- historical fictional does not matter you know all over the place characters and it's just like light-hearted silly fun and not like the initial like horrible talk about horrible things in the news idea that i had yeah. like we got enough for that. On Twitter. that. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. So the concept of the show, um, like clearly, like the genesis that that makes sense. The story leads to it, but the way that you guys um, work with your guests. So when Brittany and I. You know, first started talking to you about being on the show, I was like, I didn't obviously know like how the sausage is made or anything like that. And (laughs) I, I was a little nervous because I haven't done improv in a long time. And I have a long history of doing improv comedy. I I was in a professional improv troupe like way back when in my early days. And I was like really nervous. Uh, before, before we shot and I was just like oh no I don't know how this is all gonna come together I haven't done like an improv bit with a group in a long time but you guys were awesome thank you for making it so easy and Brittany I had no idea that you were gonna be like so on point so major props to you
2: I appreciate that because oh, I had yeah. never done any improv so I didn't know what to expect I was like I'm just gonna go in and chat it was fun it was a lot of fun
1: you guys are both yeah. naturals It was it's, it's it's a really fun creative process kind of like finding the characters with our guests and and just yeah. like just playing make believe for an hour, and everybody has fun. So it's a it's a fun show.
0: Have you guys yeah. ever had an episode where you went in with a really clear concept for wh- where you wanted the creative to go, and then through the process of improv, it just completely changed into something different?
1: We've had episodes where we didn't know what the end of the the thing was, and then we just kind of meandered around a story, and then and we just like perfectly just like
3: yeah like you're like you find it and you're like oh my god this is the perfect way to end the show because we we try and always have like an ending you know where it's like i mean that's something we did with y'all it was like we we had an idea that was like oh well what if this and then we actually figured out a different way to get there through like the improv we like oh this is actually better than what we initially thought of you know so it's like finding those things or, or sometimes we'll have an idea for a character uh and then the guests whoever we have on will be like well what if i did this and we're like all right whatever that <laughs> yeah yeah we've
1: had guests on from all over rooster Chief, achievement hunter fun house kind of funny and then uh you know, we're reaching out to other guys troy baker on at one point just, just like, like the that joker guy. yeah <laughs> yeah. So, yeah
3: we i also like history stuff so it's like always fun to have like a historical figure and then like twist it, it you know completely accurate too like like we had a the guy who did the design the titanic recently uh from uh and he, the, in our version of history, he didn't know that the Titanic sank because oh. he died right before it sank from food poisoning, and that's oh. why he's in hell. that he has no idea. So no. how
2: do you come up with these ideas and concepts? Is it just in your head, random?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, some yeah, we'll just sit down and like. And sometimes it's also like even working with like different people. Like sometimes people will come with us. Hey, I have an idea for a character. Uh-huh. Okay, you know, we'll do that. But then also sometimes we're like, all right, well, what's a what's a, a historical character or you know, thing, and what's a fun twist on them?
1: Yeah, or like, how does this person relate to that historical character, and I don't know. Yeah, it's good stuff.
3: It all works out.
1: Yeah.
0: So, do you see this podcast running from now until the end of time? Are you guys worried that you're going to run out of ideas, or is the devil just inherently always going to be funny?
3: <laughs> well, the the good thing about the show is, I mean, we ha- we are not limited in any way on uh, characters or content because we have all of history and a fictional universe in hell plus a f- a pretty much any kind of like fictional IP that we can like like we had characters that were based in Hogwarts you know and the, it's like we can kind of stretch it because it's you know it, it takes place in hell so we can kind of go anywhere yeah
0: that's true I mean almost anybody could go to hell have you yeah. had a character that appeared in hell that felt just wrong that they were in hell but then at the end of it felt so right
1: (laughs) Um, that
0: that at first you were like it doesn't make sense like narratively that this person would end up in hell but then you're like oh that's a whole side of them I never thought of
1: for a time because like we don't limit ourselves to just people in hell like we were going to reach out and like we've had people guest visit from heaven or they we've Mm -hmm. called heaven and, it, like, I think for a while we were considering whether or not we wanted Troy Baker to play Jesus. So we're still looking for our Jesus. At some point we'll get somebody to play Jesus, I'm sure. Yeah,
3: we did have a thing where, like, Helen Keller was in hell. But no, it turns out no. it was all a clerical mix-up. <laughs>
1: yeah, she, she was there by accident. <laughs> and,
3: and then so then she, yeah. So it's like, there's, like, stuff like that. We're like, wait, how? And, like, that was a, like, why is she in hell? We don't know. And it's like, "Oh yeah, that was a, that was a, that was our bad. That was a mix-up. She shouldn't be in <laughs> she should be in heaven. The paperwork I, got mis yeah. shuffled."
0: I love that though cuz you could have played it either way, right? You could have played it that she actually wasn't the hero that everybody <laughs> made her out to be that she had like this deep dark secret that only the devil knew about that she could have been in hell on purpose, but I like the way you guys play it too. That's nice. Keep the, keep the image of Helen Keller, the way the the, the world thinks it is.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Helen Keller's estate might not be as uh, forgiving with (laughs) her being down there.
0: That's true. Well, gentlemen, it's been a lot of fun having you on what's good games live with us today. If people want to check out good morning from hell and want to follow you guys, where is the best place for them to do so?
1: Uh, myself, I'm on Twitter at b gibbles b g i b b l e s, and then Chris is at Chris Demaris. Chris, mm-hmm. where
3: can they find Good Morning from Hell? It's anywhere, everywhere. anywhere you listen to uh, a podcast, just search Good Morning from Hell. Uh, or if uh, we also have it on Ruchti but it's, re- it's 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 mo- it's an audio podcast. So there's we just have uh, it, like cartoons and stuff and images of on the uh, and then the if you want to follow us on social media or like see images of the sh- of like uh, fan drawings of characters and stuff uh, or anything like that's just at Morning from Hell on Twitter Instagram.
2: Yeah. And if you already follow awesome. us on Twitter, we tweeted it out, and we have all of those links there. Yeah. Yay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Britt, you gotta you gotta
1: check your Twitter. You gotta check uh, yours. Oh. You gotta what? check yours. No.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm oh no, you guys Pagel. have a
0: Twitter battle going on.
1: She needs to watch Spider Man. You need to
0: play Pagel. sounds like a bargain waiting to be struck
1: (sighs) (laughs) I I might download it just so you'll watch Spider-Man because it's
3: I do feel like one of you is gonna has a better end of that deal (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah
0: Well, one of you certainly has a shorter time commitment. That's for sure. (laughs) But Both are great pieces of art. I love them both. Um, Thank you so much again, you guys, for joining us here on the show. We hope that you guys listening do go and check out our episode of Good Morning from Hell. They do lots of great work over there. So thank you again. And we will see you guys later this week. As I mentioned at the top of the show, and Brittany did, we've got lots of streaming happening. So you'll see lots of us. All right, everybody. See you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.